صدري ما تراني ظلمة تغمرني يا رب الأرض ضاقت والسماء وقلبي ما عرف الضياء Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Living in His Verses. This is the third Friday of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. How is it going for you guys? I find it's moving so fast and I find myself already missing it and feeling sad that it's about to be over. Then I just keep reminding myself to enjoy it while it's here. The most thing I love about this Ramadan is just how busy everyone is going about worshipping Allah, taraweeh, people squeezing you and insisting on making the saf straight, and even the noise from the women in the back who are tired are, are just chatting has even stopped irritating me. I'm just enjoying the process. And if you're praying at Adam's Masjid, mashallah, the Imam's dua, the qunut is just at another level. And... Uh, just after Taraweh, seeing all the cars pulling out from parking. It's just amazing to see how many people are worshipping Allah, how many people are striving for His Rahmah. May Allah make us all there in Jannah, inshallah. Today's episode is going to be about Dua. We all know that Ramadan is a month where we need to be asking Allah a lot from all of our heart's desires. We just pour our emotions towards Him. But where do you find the passion to make dua in a month that you're meant to make dua the most after you have had years of quote-unquote unanswered duas? Your attitude towards dua has changed and you make it just because you have to make it, not because you really hope to get something from the dua. Where do you find the balance between your desire that you so desperately want to manifest and acceptance of his decree and being able to be still in moments of emotional turbulence, just being able to catch yourself in that space between a stimulus and a response? Earlier in the year, I was reading a book by Victor E. Frankl. It's called Man's Search for Meaning, something like that. And uh, this whole book was talking about the Jews and how they were concentrated in camps in Austria, being tortured, and how the author managed to survive that ordeal because he found meaning in his suffering. He took it as though he's important. That suffering is gave, uh, gave him life's purpose or something. This is just a by-the-way. But I thought about it, whenever we have something that we may not like, an outcome of a dua, maybe the outcome has not yet come and you're there in the waiting. Can we find purpose in that? Can we find meaning in whatever situation that we are enduring? Can we draw meaning from that? This reminds me of uh, an ayah from Surah Al-Ankabut. This is ayah number two where Allah says, 
does man think that he will say he believes and he is not tested? Tests can be both of bala, that is troubles, or it can also be of ni'mah. Some people think or may say that they are not loved by Allah because maybe they are not experiencing difficulties in their lives. Or some people may even think that other people are not loved by Allah because they seem to have it easy. But what they don't understand is that tests from Allah can be of both what we call blessings and it can also be of what we find to be trials, difficulties. So because Allah says in the Quran so many times that our spouses and our children are a fitna for us. This reminds me of something I, I tweaked a dua for myself and I'd like to share it with you guys. I usually pray to Allah to make me have tests from what I perceive to be of blessings and not to test me with the difficulties and to make me among the ones who pass those tests. If it's by being grateful, to make me among the ones who are grateful for the ni'mas which are coming in form of tests. It's like kind of a cheat cheat sheet when it comes to dua so in a sense you're almost tweaking whatever trials that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to present you with because we all know that dua can change qadr it can change your destiny so today I want to talk about how you may be making dua and you have been making dua for many years and you feel like maybe I should just give up I want to tell you not to give up so just a little story here. I think back in 2017, I had been making dua about something for so long, for years, and I'm still making dua about it. It has not yet manifested, but alhamdulillah, my attitude has changed, and I'm hoping that this podcast is going, this episode specifically, is going to help you also change your attitude. So I had been making dua constantly about this thing that was really bothering me. I think I was in a lot of resistance about it, about the situation that I was in. I felt so desperate to change it. And it wasn't in my position or my power to change because I tried to do everything. That thing that you just try to change and you try to change, it's not like you're not doing anything, but it's not happening. And you're just resulting to asking Allah as like the last option. And then you keep asking and asking and asking and nothing is happening. And you almost feel like you want to give up. So I was there. And I remember asking a sister of mine, is it okay for me to give up? Is it allowed? Because I've been asking for so long. And then she just looked at me and told me, do you know that our Prophet wasalam, had made dua to make hijrah for nine years and he did not get a response? And it's not like his life in Makkah was comfortable. So she asked me, why do you want to give up asking? Is it difficult for you to spare a moment and move your tongue to utter the words of the dua? Or is there something else underneath that's inside your heart that is causing you to want to give up making that dua? So I think this really hit home. Uh, <laughs> because I remember thinking, why do I want to give up on that dua? And I remember feeling the heaviness in my heart because I kept asking and asking and not getting. It's like, I want to give up because, uh, yeah, so you didn't give me, so uh, let me move on, you know. 
but what kind of an attitude is that to have to the Lord of Alameen? Like, who am I to start saying, you didn't give me, so ah, let me move on, you know? It's not a human being we are dealing with. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this was, it was really life-changing for me. So I remember she asked, uh, what is it you think that makes you feel entitled to Allah? That you should ask for that one thing and that he should give it to you in your own flawed terms and with your own flawed specifications. And uh, I remember thinking now after this, what was it inside my heart that was causing me this entitlement? It almost felt like pride. Like I am too proud, like, like I'm not able to just be okay not receiving what I wanted. And why am I not okay to receive what I wanted? Do I find myself deserving of it? And what makes me think that I am deserving? So this makes me think of uh, the hadith which has been reported by, let me just check, uh, Ibn, by Imam Muslim and Al-Tirmidhi where the Prophet وسلم, said, one will not enter paradise if one has an atom's weight of arrogance in his or her heart. <sighs> That's heavy. So uh, I think I need to work a lot on my heart. And anyone who feels like they should give up on any dua, you need to ask yourself, what is it that is making you give up? Search within your soul. What is it that is making you feel like I'm done? I'm not asking again. Have you considered also that you wanting to give up may not be from your own self, but from shaitan? Because he whispers to us within our chests and he makes us think that it is within our own nafs that's whispering to us. We can't even make a clear distinction. Sorry about the pop-up messages. I don't know how I can mute my laptop right now when I'm and I need it. The difference between the waswas that comes from the shaitan and the waswas that comes from our own nafs is very subtle. This was quoted by Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah from some of the scholars. He said Abu Zah, Abu Hazim made a comparison between the waswasa caused by the nafs and that caused by shaitan and said whatever your nafs hates for your nafs is from shaitan. So seek refuge with Allah from it and whatever your nafs likes for your nafs is from your nafs. So forbid it to it. So what does this mean? The nafs usually whispers concerning things which are connected to its own desires, what you like. And if you entertain a thought about something that you potentially do not like, maybe I'm a loser or something like that, of course your own soul does not like that. So that most probably is coming from shaitan. And every time you entertain these thoughts, they grow and form roots in your mind and they pull other thoughts in it. And before you know it, it becomes like a network of neurons, all of them firing the same thoughts, which cause you to have emotions, which drive you to actions which you may regret. So every time you think that your dua is not manifesting as per your own terms, 
your mind automatically puts on those negative filters and makes you see as though whatever that you ask for is never coming or everything that you have ever asked for in the past is has not come and is not going to come and uh, this is why i think allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that man is indeed ungrateful and uh, he's mentioned also that if you count the blessings of your lord never will you be able to count them because we always put ourselves with these negative filters that only see everything that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given us and we don't see everything that he has given us even without us asking he's a sami'a he's al alim sometimes he even listens to the smallest of whispers inside your own nafs within your own nafs that says what it wishes and before it even becomes conscious to you you find it at your doorstep and we forget all this so in surah al-a'raf ayah 200 allah says and if an evil suggestion comes to you from satan then seek refuge in allah indeed he is hearing and knowing so most of the time we might think these evil suggestions are maybe suggestions to commit sin or to omit the good that you do but these suggestions can also be negative thoughts thoughts of i'm not good enough thoughts of i'm making dua and it's not being answered let me just give up altogether this may also be from shaitan so we need to seek refuge in allah from shaitan wow i recorded all this and i forgot to even say the ayah that this episode is being inspired from this is inspired by an ayah i'll just quote it in a bit it's when zakaria alayhi salam was asking allah to bless him with a son and it, i just remember thinking and i've even asked one of my friends about this i think we were having a conversation about why did uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choose to give us this ayah when zakaria is asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him with a son and he's in his old age so i remember asking my friend do you think that zakaria alayhi salam used to ask about like to be blessed with a son even during his youth or do you think he just decided to ask allah in his old age so from my own limited reflection i think this is something that he had been asking allah about he had been he had been really struggling with and he asked allah and he kept asking until his hair became white until his wife became barren but he did not stop asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, what even makes me amazed is how in the following uh, ayah when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted his dua and told him about yahya the following ayah zakaria alayhi salam being a human just like you and me questions and has doubts and is like how will i get a son in my old age and my wife is barren this is exactly what happens to us we are always so concerned with the how we may ask we may ask and what we are asking of course is not what we perceive to be impossible the way now uh, for what zakaria alayhi salam was asking maybe in our limited imans in my limited iman i would probably not even ask it when i'm in my old age 
or something like that because I would assume that is impossible but it's not impossible anyway what I'm trying to say is Zakaria alayhi salam's iman was at another level he was asking despite knowing of the biological impossibilities but he's still human at the same time so he has doubts about it but he's still asking that means like there's a balance between how high his iman is and his human nature i am digressing but I'll, yeah this whole episode is actually inspired by that how zakaria alayhi salam persisted in his in his dua for all those years how nuh alayhi salam persisted for 900 and something years asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide his people to the right path. And remember, Nuh salam's son did not become a Muslim. He did not believe. So, And I would imagine that Nuh salam would be desperate for his son to accept Islam. What about Prophet Yaqub salam when he lost his son and he cried until his eyes became white? So for how many years was he asking for Allah to bring his son back home safe and do you think he gave up in asking and if uh, these great prophets did not give up what about us what about us what about you and me why should we be giving up when you're asking something so small from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why should we give up if it's not from our own limitations in our own soul and from the influences of shaitan so today I want to remind you people to just let's do this uh, let's uh, i want to also remind myself because yes i need this reminder let's remember allah in times of ease so he may come to us in times of distress let's remember to to not limit allah in our minds let's be like zakaria alayhi salam when he was asking allah for a child in his old age let's be like uh, yaqub alayhi salam when he kept asking and asking allah and he kept complaining to Allah to just see him through, to just return his son to him. There's so many, so many great examples. So, inshallah, let's try to reinvent how we see dua. Let's change our attitude about it. It's not from us. We have to see it as though this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What he wants for us is best for us, even if we know we don't know it. So your dua may not be what uh, you, your sorry, <laughs> your the response of your dua may not be what you would want. But we need to tweak ourselves, what is inside us, to be okay with his ultimate wishes for us, because that is what is great for us. I think today I've uh, talked a lot. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I'll, I think I'll just end it here. See you next time, inshallah.